Welcome to the Inventory Nation podcast, a show designed to bring you the incredible voices and stories of veterinary professionals coast to coast, all while helping you to manage and control your inventory. I'm your host, Nicole Clausen, coach, advisor, and champion for veterinary teams and their inventory. Joining you live from the mountains of Montana, welcome to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Inventory Nation podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. In this episode, I'm going to be talking all about why proper inventory management is so critical for our practices and how it impacts us on literally every single level. Throughout my career as a consultant that specializes in inventory, I have seen the complete spectrum of reactions to managing inventory. The most common is, why would you even do that? I hate inventory. I always giggle at that one because I'm sure like many of you, I love the numbers, the puzzle, the systems, and the strategy that comes with managing inventory. But I've also heard a little more concerning comments over the years. I'll never forget this veterinarian who told me that he doesn't care about inventory because he hasn't made money in over 20 years and he wasn't looking to start now. I remember I was at a convention slash veterinary conference and he came up to my booth and asked what I did and kind of explained it and that was his response and I was almost in shock because I was like, what? Did I hear you right? But I did. You know, unfortunately, I have found it incredibly common that veterinary practices from single doctor facilities to large corporations don't prioritize inventory. I always ask ask myself why. When practices get their inventory under control and an inventory system set up, I've seen them save tens to hundreds of thousands of dollars every single year. And even above and beyond that, I feel like when a team, an inventory manager, when they have an inventory system in place, it really reduces frustration. It kind of creates a lot more cohesive environment to care for our patients because we're not stressed about if we actually have the tools that we need on hand to take care of our patients. So I feel like there's so many different aspects from financial to, you know, just general happiness factors. So why do you think the inventory is seen as an afterthought for so many veterinary professionals? One of the things that I ask, I get asked a lot is what inventory, you know, CE and seminars are out there. You know, I have a lot of people who are like, oh, I want to attend these big conferences, but they never have any talks about managing inventory. Now, I know it's not the funnest or the sexiest topic to think about, but I don't know about you, but I feel like saving a practice hundreds of thousands of dollars a year is pretty exciting, but that could also just bite me. (laughs) 
So whatever the reason might be that inventory is seen as an afterthought, I am on a mission to help people transform their inventory and establish a system that works for their unique situation whenever they're ready. So I'm kind of on a mission to spread the word that, hey, inventory is important. You know, it doesn't have to be awful and it can actually run really smoothly. I think one of the other comments that I get a lot is, oh, our inventory has always been a mess. It's a nightmare. It'll never work right. So why even try? Well, you know, I feel like that's just, you know, failing before you even get started. So anyway, so let's talk about why managing inventory is so important for our practices. So I've briefly mentioned the financial impact. So let's dive into that a bit further. So for a general practice, small animal clinics, a generally accepted benchmark is 20% cost of goods sold as a percentage of revenue. So that means for every dollar that that practice makes, 20 cents of that is spent on inventory or cost of goods sold. Now, cost of goods sold typically include things like pharmaceuticals, hospital supplies, laboratory, um, cremation, vaccines, heart and prevention, um, in-house reference lab, prescription diet. So all of that kind of gets lumped into your cost of goods sold. So when I talk about COGS or cost of goods sold, that's what I mean there. So what this means for a practice that has a revenue of $1.5 million, they spend $300,000 a year on inventory if they have a 20% cost of goods sold. Now, let's say that the same practice does not have an inventory system and their cost of goods are quite a bit higher. Let's say that their cost of goods is 29%. So just want to take a little side note really quickly here. So 29%, even though the benchmark is, you know, around 20%, is a pretty common percentage. So if your cost of goods are high, you know, don't feel bad, I guess. And don't, you know, kind of start a little bit of shame cycle there because it is really common. There isn't a lot of training out there on how to do inventory correctly. So it's it's a very common challenge and problem that a lot of practices experience. So you're definitely not alone if you kind of, if this resonates with you. So let's go back to our example really quick. So let's look at that same practice that has $1.5 million in revenue. And let's say now their cost of good is at 29% versus 20%. So with this being said, that means that they spend $435,000 per year on inventory. That is a difference of $135,000 per year. So imagine, what could your practice do with an extra $135,000 a year? Could you invest in newer equipment? Could you hire additional team members? Could you give your current team a significant raise? So it adds up very quickly. So even if, you know, you're looking at your percentages and you're like, oh, I'm only 9% over 
you know, the recommended benchmark, that still equates to $135,000. Now, think about if you were a $7 million practice and your cost of goods was elevated 9%. So that would be a huge amount of missed opportunity for profit, you know, reinvesting into your practice, um, investing in your team. There's so many different things. So one of the topics that is heavily discussed in our industry is the low wages in comparison to our credentials, experience, education, talent, and more. So creating an inventory system and reducing our cost of goods is something that you could do today that creates a positive impact on your practice immediately. So if we reduce our spending on inventory, it gives us the opportunity to invest more in our team. If we're spending less on inventory, that means we're able to spend more in our practice, in our team. And if you're with a practice owner, this means you might actually be able to take a paycheck. How exciting is that? (laughs) And what is not to love about that? So let's talk about some of the other impacts that inventory has on our practice. So let's say your three o'clock appointment comes in. It's a five-year-old female spade Labrador retriever. They present for a three-year rabies vaccine. The owner is hesitant about even paying for a wellness exam. You spend 20 glorious minutes educating the owner on the importance of other vaccinations, routine deworming, heartworm prevention, weight loss options, and joint supplementation. The owner, so thankful for your time that you just spent, trusts your judgment and decides to move forward with several of the recommendations. You bring the exuberant laboratory to the treatment area, enter the approved prescriptions, and realize that you're out of several items. Your heart drops and your eye twitches. You know that this already reluctant owner will never come back to pick up the items when they come in. All that time spent educating the owner and advocating for your patient seems lost, right? That situation just takes the wind out of your sails. You know, if you had an inventory strategy that gave you the opportunity to not run out of products, you know, that appointment with that patient and when that client would have gone a whole lot differently. Let's look at another scenario. Let's say you just purchased a large mixed animal practice with six full-time equivalent veterinarians and $3.5 million in annual revenue. When you start investigating the inventory and cost of goods, you realize that no physical count has taken place in over five years. Prices haven't increased or adjusted since the very first iPod was released. The quote-unquote central storage has needles and syringes that expired pre-Y2K and equipment manuals that still have floppy disks. Upon further analysis, you determine that inflative inventory costs are costing your hospital an extra $600,000 per year. So think about that situation, right? We know that if account hasn't been done in over five years, there may have been an exorbitant amount of mischarges. There could have even been theft. 
who knows how much revenue um, was lost to expired products. You know, so just think about the amount of mismanagement that is happening in that situation. And if we got it cleaned up, the amount of potential revenue would be huge, right? So as an inventory manager, if you don't have an established inventory system and little to no training, I know exactly how disheartening and frustrating it can be. Maybe you feel like you're barely keeping your head above water. Maybe you spend most of your time putting out fires or reacting to things that have ran out. Maybe you're getting panic texts or phone calls on your day off that you ran out of something. Or maybe you don't even feel like a valued member of your team. To feel like that every day going into work is such a heavy burden and it impacts all different areas of our life. If that does sound a little close to home, just imagine how would it feel to have a comprehensive inventory strategy in place, to feel confident in your skills and ability as an inventory manager, to have clarity with your inventory and feel confident and driven, and for your team to be fully engaged and involved with your inventory strategy. How would that impact your confidence in your career? You know, I say this all because I've been there. I know how it feels to feel like you're barely treading water and you want to do better. You just don't know how. So I feel like that's a huge impact of not having, um, you know, an inventory strategy in place because I really truly understand how just disheartening that can feel. So And I also want to mention, if this does sound like you and it does hit a little close to home, just know that you are not alone. And there's a lot of people out there, you know, that want to see you succeed. So if you're feeling super disheartened, you're feeling like you can barely keep your head above water, just reach out to me or join the Veterinary Inventory Strategy Network Or you can join the Facebook group, the Veterinary Inventory Management Group. There are a lot of people in there that, you know, are willing to, you know, kind of walk you through different things, support you, and be there for you. So just know that you're not alone. So you might be able to see why I'm so passionate about inventory. It truly impacts every single area of our practice. Now, last but not least... Inventory is so critical to our clinics because without it, we literally don't have a veterinary hospital. We can't treat our patients. We can't perform surgery, heal any ailment, or really do anything besides a physical exam. We wouldn't even be able to take a temperature if we did not have inventory. So you are so much more than just the order person or the order girl. You know, you really are managing a business within a business. And without inventory, our practices can't function. We can't treat our patients and we'd have to close our doors. I mean, we could do weight checks (laughs) and maybe a physical exam and listen to a heartbeat. But other than that, we really couldn't do much of anything without inventory. So I really hope this episode has given you some insight into how critical inventory is for our practices, how lowering our cost of goods can translate to tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars per year, 
or how a lack of inventory system can really negatively impact our patient care or customer service. Or how not focusing on prioritizing managing inventory can really create unintentional chaos, both in your practice and in our career. So you may hear me mention unintentional chaos frequently. So I think that our lives in a practice are chaotic enough as it is, right? We have wellness exams that run late. We have COVID curbside protocols. We have an emergency that comes in. We have all sorts of chaos on a day-to-day basis. So what I call unintentional chaos is chaos that comes from not having a strategy in place or not having an efficient system so that we create this extra level of chaos on top of our already chaotic practice life. So uh, in addition to helping you manage inventory, I'm kind of on a mission to help reduce that unintentional chaos. So I hope that all makes sense. And I appreciate you listening to this episode. Have a great day. And I'll see you at the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Inventory Nation podcast and spending your time with me. I know your time is valuable and in short supply, so it truly is an honor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or leave a review. Be sure to visit vetlogic.co slash podcast to access the show notes and discover additional links and resources. See you next time.